da, 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 da. Hey, what's up, Yankee fans? It is Greg with another edition of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And it's getting to be the end of the year, as I'm sure everybody knows. And I think it's time for me to do Yankees 2018 season in review. Okay, so, you know, a lot of people uh, are, were disappointed, obviously, that the Yankees did not go further. I definitely am. And, you know, with, like the Yankees organization says, and Derek Jeter said for years, if you don't win the World Series, the season is a failure. And it's pretty awesome that he can think like that. Um, because it just shows that you're a winner, that you just demand the best, and you that's what you strive for. So, again, disappointment of a season, um, but you got to say that the Yankees, they won 100 games. So, it's still, overall was a good season. Anytime you win 100 games, you have to say it was semi-successful, right? Even though you don't win the World Series. But there were some really high points to the season and obviously some low points of the season, like getting bounced from the playoffs. But all in all, I thought it was a good season. It was entertaining. Um, Yankees dealt with a lot of injuries, too. And that is definitely a big part of the season. And, you know, all teams uh, struggle with injuries at one time or another. But, you know, the Yankees lost Aaron Judge for an extended period of time. I remember when that injury happened and they gave, what they give? Like four to six weeks or something like that. And it was um, wrist injury, broken, uh, he had a broken bone in his wrist. Um, And I just thought, you know, no way is it going to be like four to six and he's back on the field. You know, and I'm not not trying to say they said that either, but when you give a prognosis like that, uh, with the wrist, there's so much... um, tension swinging a bat and using your wrist that you got to be at a hundred percent and when that injury came and they came with that prognosis I was like no way is he going to be back in that short amount of time um I and and it proved true he it it took him a while I don't know what it was maybe was it two months that it took him really maybe even longer before doing any rehabbing on that because I remember he still had pain for a long time and that bone had not uh, healed up. So that was a big factor because he was a very big loss uh, for that amount of time. And you could see, I can't remember when that injury happened. It had to be, I guess it was in July, I'm not sure, but you know, Yankees started the season off, uh, at first it was rocky, 
And then they made that turnaround, and they were, they went on fire. They were just like uh, unstoppable. I forget what that stretch was. It was some, it was amazing. It was something like nineteen and four or something like that. Mario, look that one up for me. And it made them. Uh, they were leading the division. And even after the Red Sox, the Red Sox had a great start, and then they slumped a little bit, and but they were still always in there. And Yankees played really well, and then right before the All-Star break, I think it was, that they kind of started to, you know, start to lose some games, go down a little bit, and it was almost like they dropped out of first place right before the All-Star break, and it was like at that point, it was almost like, oh man, th- this is it, 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 like you could just feel it. You could feel the tide turning, and the Red Sox took over, and they didn't look back from there. And the rest of is history on that one. But 2019, we saw the emergence of Glaber Torres and. Miguel Andujar, and those guys, two really bright spots and bright spots for the future, although there is a lot of talk of Andujar being traded. They just don't like his defense, uh, is the word, but I feel like he can, you know what they need to do, they need to get Greg Nettles to teach him how to play third base. That would be awesome, right? But Nettles is probably golfing somewhere. I was talking to my buddy Mike and he was saying that he thinks Nettles is in, uh, lives in Tennessee now. And I don't know if the, must be good golfing there because I'm pretty sure he's a really big time golfer. And he was saying that he hasn't done any, um, uh, you know, we haven't seen him in any old timers day games, which is, which is, I don't know, the last year that he did it. And spring training, he used to go down there and be a special assistant for spring training. So I don't know if he just doesn't want anything to do anymore with the Yankees or if something happened. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. But I thought he was on good terms with the Yankees. Who knows? I would love to find out, though, directly from him. And my, my buddy Mike also sent me the article from after the Yankees won the American League pennant in 1981 against Oakland that Nettles and Reggie got into this fight at the party, the, the, uh, the, the party that Steinbrenner had set up at this restaurant. And I guess the story goes... See this, I'm going off on a tangent again on Greg Nettles. <laughs> this is supposed to be a 2019 wrap-up. And uh, 2018 wrap-up. And uh, here I am telling uh, another Greg Nettles story. But I'm going to continue anyway. You know, that's, that's the nature of this podcast. I just go off on some tangents. And uh, hopefully you like it. Hopefully this keeps you entertained. So it's, it was an article. If you go back, it's on um, UPI.com, I think it was. And it was in there... Um, uh, archives, and he sent this over to me, and so Steinbrenner has this party right after they clinch against Oakland, and Nettles is there with his wife, and Reggie shows up with, like, his whole entourage of friends. He's from, um, he was living in Oakland. He's from Oakland, 
and um, so he had all his his buddies there, and I get it, like Nettles got angry, and the this this part of the story they say that Nettles goes and confronts Reggie, finds him out in a hallway somewhere, and he confronts him about this, and he's pretty angry, and Reggie supposedly slaps the bottle of beer that Nettles is holding, slaps it out of his hand, and then punches Nettles. And this article says that Nettles, like, he punched, Reggie punched him, and Nettles, like, went and hit the wall. Um, and then the two of them started to go at it, and then um, Steinbrenner had security there, and they broke it up. And it's an interesting read. You should go read it. Now I'm going to have to go back and look at the 1981 World Series um, and see if Nettles, like, see what happened game one, if there's a picture of him or some video. Um, did Reggie, did Reggie, how hard did Reggie hit him? Does he, does he have a black eye that I, you know, didn't notice at the time? Who knows? But, um, you know, there was no TMZ back then, so... <laughs> We didn't, we didn't really find this out, although I guess UPI had it, um, whatever UPI is. I have no idea what it is. But anyway, kind of a cool story. But let's get back to 2019, <laughs> 2018, 2018 uh, season. So I, w- I went off on a tangent after I brought up Andujar, and he was a bright spot. Uh, let's see some other bright spots on the Yankees was uh, Giancarlo Stanton. He played really well. I think a lot of people expected more from him, but you look, and he had a really good season and had some clutch hits. Um, You know, he did not obviously win the MVP like the year before, but, you know, it's, you, you gotta, you gotta give some slack you know, here's a guy, he's coming from Miami, you know, no pressure there. They were, you know, since he's been there, they have not been a good team. And the guy comes to New York, lots of pressure, um, big market, you know, all the press and media, like a big microscope on him. And the guy performed. I think he did really well. And I like him. He seems like a super nice guy. Seems like a good clubhouse presence, and I hope he has a really big season in 2019. So, bright spot from him. Judge was a bright spot until he got hurt. He was playing really well. Um, First base, uh, you know, Luke Voigt, he was a bright spot. Look at what he did when he came over from the Cardinals. He really was a spark plug for them and hit really well. And I love, did you, if you were watching, yes, they showed the one game where Luke Voigt, they had video of him doing uh, one-armed bench press with uh, like a full bar. He had like a full bar. I don't know what was on the ends. I think it was like 45s on the ends um, plus the bar 45. So he was doing 95 with one arm and balancing like a regular... um, bench press bar. It was pretty cool. Guys, obviously strong. And um, it's, uh, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen next year with him. Um, first base also, we could say, uh, we'll skip over to uh, uh, 
uh, uh, not a highlight. What, what am I trying to say? Uh, not a bright spot, uh, a dark spot, let's call it, is Greg Bird. I was such a big fan of Greg Bird going into the season. I was like, oh man, he's going to put them over the top, that lefty swing. And man, he got hurt. Then he came back and I was like, yes, he's going to come back, really put them, you know, in, in, put them over the top. And he didn't. He performed pretty poorly. And Aaron Boone stuck with him. Stuck with him for a long time. And Craig Bird just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. I don't know what happened. We'll see what happens this spring training. It'll be interesting. I thought the Yankees had an outside chance of getting Paul Goldschmidt from uh, the Diamondbacks. But he went to the St. Louis Cardinals. I thought that could have been a um, uh, an acquisition that straightened out first base, and then it's like, well, what do you do with those guys? What do you do with Greg Bird and, and Luke Voigt? Um, I'm not sure what they would do in that case. And there's still a chance they might get a first baseman. Who knows? Who knows what Cashman's going to do? Got the winter meetings coming up next week, so we shall see. Definitely uh, stay posted. I will try to be given... Um, all the info from what's going on there. So let's go to second base. Glaber Torres, and you know, he was a bright spot, like I said, but the dark spot was, um, uh, oh, oh, well, man, what's his name? Tyler Wade. Wait, right? There's too many Tylers in Austin. I want to call him Tyler Austin, but it's Tyler Wade. He had a great spring training, and did not play well. He he was the starting he was the starting second baseman uh, opening day, and I don't know how long he played for, but you know Aaron Boone stuck with him, and he just couldn't do it. And that opened the door for Glaber Torres, and the rest is history. Glaber Torres came in third and Rookie of the Year, and really had a breakout season. Over to shortstop. My man, Didi Gregorius, he had a, a he had a monster, what April and May, and then he slumped. I remember beginning of the year, it was he he was just on fire. It was amazing, and everyone was like, "Oh, Didi MVP 2018," but you know he slumped a little bit, but he's still. A strong presence in that lineup, and they're going to miss his lefty bat for a lot of the season next year. Um, but his defense is always, even though he might have slumped a little bit last year uh, after that hot start, his defense is remarkable. That guy is such a key component of the Yankees' defense, and uh, he's going to be missed until he comes back. We'll see what happens. Are they going to get Machado? I don't know. Does anybody know? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but like I've said, not the biggest Machado fan. But you can't deny his talent. And it, would would the Yankees get Machado? Put him at shortstop till Didi comes back, and then put him at third. And I don't know. There was even talk of putting. And Duhar over at first base, but we shall see. We shall see. So then over to third, 
we have Miguel Andujar. And I'm trying to think who he did not start the season. Imagine if he started the season with the Yankees, how much, how his statistics would have been even more off the charts than they were. Um, I think definitely he would have won the uh, Rookie of the Year. I still think that was an anti-Yankee sham. But anyway, we won't get into that. I got into that the other day. But who started at third at the beginning of the year? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know. Mario, look that that one up for me too. Uh, But anyway, Miguel Andujar played most of the year there and was phenomenal. That guy, he is such a great hitter, and he really pumped some life into that uh, Yankees offense the whole year. He was, he was consistent the whole year. Then we get to the outfield, and we'll start in right field with the judge. And great season. Had, was, had some really um, clutch performances, especially in the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, he was out with that injury for a while, but he's, he's going to be a star for years and years and years. Center field, Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks had a great season. He had, you know, I think the year before was kind of his like formation of a breakout season and, and showed a lot of promise and people were like, oh, wow, Cashman, you were right about this guy. And then this year he did even better. I forget how many home runs he uh, finished up with. Uh, at least in the 20s, um, which was kind of cool. Yankees had the most players with double-digit home runs uh, ever for a, for a season. That was pretty cool stat. And I think they, they got the home run um, record for a season, too. That was uh, another really cool um, little statistic for the Yankees. Then let's go over to left field. And left field was uh, a lot of different people were in left field. Um, Gardner, Stanton, and Clint Frazier. And Clint Frazier, like I've said, he, as soon as he came up, you know, and to preface this, my son has red hair, and I don't know. I'm just, I, I, it's like I root for redheads now because he's got red hair. And Clint Frazier comes up, red hair, so I instantly liked him and really was rooting for him. Came on and played really well, showed a lot of the signs of being such a, a, a potentially great, great player, and unfortunately, he had a lot of concussion-related effects, I guess you could call them. I'm not sure what what the term would be, but he dealt with a lot of headaches and I think blurry vision, too. Um, It was unfortunate uh, that he did not get healthy because they could have used him, and he... um, you know, he even talked about it where, um, you know, there's that controversy with Michael Kay, um, who had kind of, he just misspoke. He kind of just, you know, used the, uh, the wrong word about Clint Frazier. And Clint Frazier was like, yo, dude, but they settled it. And, and Michael Kay was actually really cool about it being like, dude, my bad. I shouldn't have said that. 
But Clint Frazier was like, dude, I, I wish I could be playing. They, you know, they had the opportunity. He could have been another bright spot for them uh, playing left field every day when Judge was out. So, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And now, after I said blurry vision, because I think he dealt with that, Clint Frazier, that's who started the season at third base was Brandon Drury. And Brandon, Brandon Drury... Um, had went on the DL and then it came out that he had been dealing with blurry vision at times over his whole career. So he went on the DL, he came back and he was in AAA and he played really well in AAA. Um, but the Yankees had already brought up Andujar and he, they weren't going to take him out. And that's when they traded him to um, Toronto and got J.A. Happ. And J.A. Happ came over and pitched really well. What was he, 9-0, and I think? Um, you know, had, had, that, had that rocky uh, game against the Red Sox in the playoffs, so that was not great. But overall, the Yankees' pitching, starting pitching, did really well. When you look at their stats, a lot of them didn't go deep into the games, but they had a lot of really quality starts um but there were the cases like Sonny Gray who did not have a good season and he eventually went to the bullpen and looks like they are going to be shipping him out one way or another I hope that soon I hope they can get something for him because when he came over I was like I was pretty fired up I thought he was going to put them over the top two years ago that obviously didn't happen and he is it you know I'm not sure is it a case where a guy just can't deal with New York I don't know it's happened a lot before Ed Whitson and unfortunately it didn't work he seems like he's a nice guy so I hope he can move on and have success and the rest of the staff Tanaka Tanaka pitched well in the playoffs which he is a he is a in the in the playoffs a big game pitcher which is awesome he was a little bumpy in this season he would have some great games and not so great games he's given up a little too many home runs over the past um two years but i still think he is a a quality starter uh luis severino he started the season on fire and probably what three quarters of the way through the season or at least halfway let's say he was on track to be Cy Young he was just pitching phenomenally and then he hit a bump in the road and it was a few bumps and everyone was like whoa what what happened to him and he still pitched well but he had to grit out a lot of games and that was um you know, putting a lot of, working a lot of uh, batters too much. And I think he can have a great season. He's, he's definitely a young guy, so it's not like they're going to give up on him or anything. But he's got to come back strong and have, like, a full season. And, you know, the Yankees also had um, Jordan Montgomery get hurt. And I, I like him. I thought he, in 2017, had a really, 
great, solid first year, and I thought last year he was going to build on it. And I think he was 2-0 and when he got hurt and out for the season, and that's unfortunate. Lefty arm, and I hope he can come back. We'll, we'll see what the rotation is like when he comes back. And then there was, let's see, they had uh, Johnny Lasagna pitch which I'm not going to pronounce his name. I, I, Mario, you can probably pronounce it. You're, you're much better at that. He even pronounces my wife's name better than me, Susana. <laughs> um, uh, I'll try it. Ready? Lo, Lois Saiga, I think. I don't know. Um, but he pitched a couple of games, and he was off and on, up and down. You know, He had some really great starts and not great starts. Chance Adams pitched. He showed some glimmers of, of being the prospect they believe in. Not a lot of talk about him this year, even going into the rotation. So I wonder what's going on with him. Uh, who's the other guy? I was just about to say another name uh, who the Yankees brought up. Oh, um, this Herman. He is another guy. Like these, The Yankees have all these guys who are, these prospects who are kind of like, oh, is he going to be good? Is he not going to be good? He shows like really flashes of great stuff, but then nothing. And the other guy, um, Luis Sessa, another guy, looks great sometimes and, and not so great other times. And that caused the Yankees to go out and get Hap and Lance Lynn. <clears throat> and Lance Lynn was not, um, you know, he was okay. He, he, had a, he had a couple of good games he came from the bullpen, and um, his first time out, I think he mopped up for Sonny Gray and actually had a really dominant game, although it was against the Orioles. So, you know, I, I think I might be able to have a dominant game <laughs> against the Orioles if, if I'm having a good day. Um, but the relief pitching was, was really great, um, you know. You're always going to get a couple of bumps in the road with relief pitchers, but you had D-Rob in there. Um, you had, who else am I? I'm like blanking on the relievers, but they were strong. Obviously Chapman, your closer, um, who's got, I don't know what's going on with that knee. Had that, they had kind of like that knee injury. Um, solid season from the Yankees relievers, though. They, they really have a, a good bullpen. Um, I'm blanking on all the, oh, Batances, Dylan Batances had a, had a, had a great season and he, um, performed really well and there wasn't, uh, I don't think he really had any of those, uh, bumps like the year before where everyone was like, whoa, the guy's got so much talent. What's going on? Uh, Tommy Canely took a step back this year. Um, but overall Yankees had a really good bullpen. So let's get to the manager, Aaron Boone. We could probably have a whole show on that um, about all the the, uh, the whole season in review for Aaron Boone, but we won't get into that. We will just talk about overall stuff, and I think overall he did a great job this year. Um, you know, a few things here and there that I scratched my head about that I didn't understand, but I do like him. I think he gives a, a calm presence to the Yankees, except the, the game where he went out and, and uh, <laughs> was yelling at the umpire, and then he squatted down like he was catching. Oh, that was, if you haven't seen that, you should YouTube that. That was pretty funny. But Aaron Boone is, what did, I think he signed a three-year deal. 
feel like the Yankees always sign three-year deals with their managers. Um, so going into his second year, he had, you know, obviously 100 wins first year. Always got to be proving yourself with the Yankees. And um, we'll see what happens with him this year. But he has to, um, I don't know, make some, make some better moves in certain situations. But I think overall he's a very good manager. And with more experience, obviously he's only going to get better, right? Well, <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> oh, they just announced the other day was... Um, his one year, they had, um, whatever it was, like December 3rd is when they made the announcement. And I got to say, I was a Bam Bam Eulens fan. I really wanted that guy. Um, I liked his resume of being with a lot of teams. He, um, he was the manager of the Netherlands team, right, in, um, in the, uh, the WBC he speaks Japanese because he played in Japanese and he used to play for the Yankees. So there was a lot. And he was the bench coach for uh, Bruce Bochy uh, with the Giants. So I really liked him. He was my pick. Uh, Boone was second. And obviously it probably would have been a different season uh, with Bam Bam in there. Who knows? Who knows what would have happened? Lots of what ifs. And... That's why I like to talk about a lot of times. I like to talk about those what ifs. Like, what if Bam Bam was the manager? Would it have been a more successful year or an unsuccessful year? So, there you go. There's my 2019, I keep saying it, 2018 wrap up with a lot of um, off on tangent uh, (laughs) dialogue, which I don't know. Maybe you like it, maybe you hate it. I think it's funny. I think it mixes things up, but you are the the listener. So send me a message. You can either email me at yankeecrazypodcast at gmail.com or you can send me messages on social media platforms like Instagram, Yankee Crazy Podcast, and Twitter, Yankee Crazy Pod. All right, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your day, whatever you are doing, and um, stay tuned. More to come, and as always, let's go Yankees.